Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can turn with me, if you would, in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. We have to always remember this, and it's such a, a, it, it moves us into such a place of confidence that no matter what comes. But we always have to remember that God puts our answers in us before our need shows up. God is never behind. He's in front and he keeps us in front. He's made us the head, not the tail, above, not beneath. That means he doesn't do something. He doesn't show up uh, with the supply after our answers are in us before our need ever shows up. It's about recognizing and turning toward what's in us instead of looking out here for answers. And uh, if you'll, I think it's important that when we sit in a series of meetings like this, that we pay attention to, uh, we pay attention to the thread of things. Because if you look at what God has directed us that are ministering in the sermons that we're to bring, of course, Brother Copeland started with faith. Brother, uh, uh, Pastor Anderson has brought about one body, what that means, anointed together, moving together, and all that's connected with the local church and uh, being a body fitly joined together. And then I taught on Sunday night, uh, allowing the sufferings of Christ to mature us, the sufferings of Christ, not the sufferings of the devil's attacks, the sufferings of Christ, which that there's opposition that's going to come from obedience. There's opposition that's going to come to try to stop us from experiencing the fullness of what belongs to ours, not sickness and disease, not poverty. That's not the sufferings of Christ. He already suffered for that. That's not the part we share in, but there is a sharing of the sufferings of obedience. But I love something that Sister Lindsay Roberts stated. She said, it's better to suffer from obedience than to suffer from persecution, except than to suffer from disobedience. It's better to suffer persecution than to suffer from disobedience. That's right. Amen. Amen. But there is a suffering, but that's okay. We have grace. We have the faith of God in us. Amen. And uh, people need to rightly understand what that suffering is because faith people don't bypass sufferings. They are equipped. (laughs) Amen. And then the next evening, God had me to minister on right thinking. And then last night we ministered on say and see and we looked at the process of faith that Abraham learned and walked through to learn to say so he could see. And uh, these are not random messages. All 
although, although they can look like different topics, they're not random, they're not disconnected, but they point to one thing, skill for the last days. We need all these things presented to us and in front of us so that we're skillful in the last days and in this revival. So what I, he has me, has directed me to minister on tonight, he gave me this sermon several weeks ago. Um, when I woke up in the morning, it just dropped in me. And those are, I appreciate those kinds. And uh, because I, I, it makes you so certain that he wants it brought to the people. And uh, when I was, my husband and I and Stephen in 2006, we went to Lusaka, Zambia in Africa. And Ed and Stephen had gone on a safari hunt and that's a whole nother testimony. (laughs) And uh, just to give you a little tidbit, they decided they're gonna get zebras. And uh, you know, they're going to go get some zebras. Well, they got toward the end of the day and the, uh, the person who was their guide said, you know, uh, you might want to consider because we're getting to the end of the day if you'd rather get a, some other kind of an animal. And Ed, Ed took, up, took that man up on that offer and shot at something. Did he kill it? Did he get it? An Impala. He got it. He's, <laughs> Stephen says a little old baby thing. You know <laughs> And so Stephen said, nope, not me. I'm waiting for what we came for. And Ed said, you better just get something. Just get something, you know. It's getting dark. And, and you're in high bush, you know, high grasses. So it's not just about getting something. You have to, yeah. you have to find it. And when it gets dark, you don't find it. Because there's no street lights out there. You know. So... So Stephen says, no, dad, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And they don't get too far down after Ed took his shot because you get one. You get one. You don't get to have multiple animals. You get one. And Ed had gotten his and that not far along, up come a herd of zebra. And so Ed says, (laughs) Stephen goes to, you know, take his shot. And Ed said, give me the gun. Give me the gun. And Stephen said, no, you took your shot. You took your shot. And Ed was just flaming because <laughs> Stephen wouldn't pass his shot off to his daddy. So Stephen's the type, Stephen pulls it up and goes, bam. I mean, he doesn't do, no. he, he spots it. And I mean, just in a, one smooth action yeah. and you're down. That's it. Stephen's always been a good shot. Well, he did that. He just like that. And the zebra ran off and said, you missed, you missed. I can't believe you missed him. Stephen says, no, I think I got him. No, you missed him, you know. <laughs> so they, they went and it wasn't just a few steps and wow. he got him. So that was what was going on in their day <laughs> on the safari. But while they were out doing that, fussing over the gun and doing that, God said something to me. We may have to edit all that out. I don't know. 
but, uh, but that zebra's in, in my house. So <laughs> I traded Stephen something for it. I repossessed it. I said, here, I'll, 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 I'll trade you this for that. And so anyway, <laughs> while I was in the hotel room, God spoke to me and he said this to me, the light that the spirit of God gave Brother Hagen regarding psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs is in danger of being lost. Emphasize teaching that. That was only two and a half years after Dad Hagen went home to be with the Lord and God was saying that light is almost gone. Notice it doesn't take long to lose how quickly light can be lost when people aren't interested in it and when we don't hold to it. And uh, so since the light came to Dad Hagen, I go back and tonight I want to quote several things that Dad Hagen said because this, he was the one that that light came through for this generation. So I would say this, uh, making this observation, why would this truth be in danger of being lost? Because uh, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs are a spirit flow. They're not a musical flow. They're a spirit flow that can come through music. But if the church becomes natural and carnal, these things will cease to operate because this is a spiritual flow. And they will seem foreign and unnecessary to those who are natural minded and carnally minded. They will seem unimportant. They will be dismissed. Dad Hagen stated this, we're going to move into a place of spirituality we haven't been before. But the way we're going to get there is to learn to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Communing with God in your spirit through this avenue of psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Notice he said the way we're going to get into places of spirituality we haven't been before are places in the spirit we haven't been before. So let, for those who may not have record of it, I want to go ahead and give the definition that Dad Hagen gave us of psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. A psalm is a spiritual poem or an ode that can be sung or chanted. It can be spoken out and it may or it may not rhyme. You don't have to try to make it rhyme. A hymn, it denotes a song of praise addressed to God, but this isn't something you thought up or heard just somewhere on the radio or heard a music group and sing. This came out of your spirit. It's fresh off the wire. And then a spiritual song, uh, the burden is things revealed by the spirit. So something revealed, a revelation that can come by the spirit and delivered in this way. So purposes, and this is what Dad Hagen gave. The purpose of psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs is number one, a means of spiritual edification. Now to be edified, you're built up. So it's going to build you up spiritually. It won't leave you in the same place. When you get into this flow and uh, at the end of that, you're going to be in a different place. It's going to edify you. It's going to build you up. 
the second purpose, I like this, it's a means of keeping us separated from the world. Amen. Well, can't we say this? If it's going to bring us spiritual edification, building up our spirit, and it's going to keep us separated from the world, won't it help us to also keep our flesh under? To keep our flesh under. A third purpose that Dad Hagen gave, it's a means of you being conscious of his indwelling presence. And I say this, which is bound to affect the way you live. So these are some things that Dad Hagen stated about Psalms. And I'm not talking about the book of Psalms. I'm talking about this spiritual flow of Psalms. And um, this is not geared toward ministers. It's for everyone. It's for everyone. And God said to me, pick that up. So it's appropriate for me if I wanted to just sit and read Dad Hagen's sermons word per word, it would be appropriate. I'm not going to do that, but I'll grab some of them. Dad Hagen stated, tongues gets you part way through the door. And he's talking about the doors of the door of the spirit, the supernatural. But he said, but Psalms, hymns and spiritual songs get you all the way in. So tongues, he says, uh, get you part way in. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs bring you all the way in. So there's a role for both of them. Then Pastor Jay Eberly may stated it this way. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs assist us to get us into other places and rooms of the Spirit. So when we need to go further and we recognize we need to go further, we can't just get there by wanting to be there. We have to know how to cooperate with the, with the Spirit of God so that we can go further. Why? Because in those rooms are greater manifestations. Amen. More healings for the people, more miracles for the people, learning how to, to cooperate with what's in those rooms. Dad Hagen made this statement. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs are an unexplored area. That the Spirit of God is waiting for us to respond to so He can take us into more. Amen. So, when can He take us into more when we're interested enough to explore the area? Amen. You know, all the terrain of the West Coast was here. Even when they landed on the East Coast and started settling this country. But when interest started enough to start sending these men who would go and travel and make maps and they explored the unexplored and it brought the nation into more. Same thing with the spirit realm. That when we're interested to know and how many of you know there's not, we're not ever going to hit the coastline and can't go further when it comes to the things of God. There's always further to go. There's always more. So Dad Hagen then made this statement. Psalms leads us into further revelation. Now God said to me, there are revelations that belong to this era, but you will have to labor in prayer to receive them, not to earn them, but to receive them. 
There's a difference between the mindset of someone receiving. That means you have, we pray so that we can, uh, if I could say this, make ourselves more sensitive to what he wants to reveal. And that's what revelation is, something he reveals. And so uh, one way of praying when he said you have to labor in prayer to receive the revelations that belong to this era, one way of that labor is psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That's a flow of that. So Dad Hagen stated, if we would not only speak in tongues, but go on, see, go on, and enter into psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, we will move into the spirit of seeing and knowing. And then the power gifts will go into operation. Well, what are the power gifts? Gifts of healings, working of miracles, the gift of faith. So he said, you'll have more of those those things operating as we operate in these things. Notice the progression. Tongues, Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, the spirit of seeing and knowing, and then greater operation of the power gifts. So if we decide we're not going to be skillful in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, how do you get to the operation of greater manifestation of power gifts? You don't because there is access you have to go through. Amen. You'll have a measure of it, but not the fullness of what is available. So he said, if we will not only speak in tongues, that's the first, but go on to psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, then we will move into the spirit of seeing and knowing. So that's the third thing. And then the power gifts will go into operation. We were sitting at, we were in Russia actually, and we were sitting around the dinner table. The fields will remember this, the Ramases will remember that. And I said, it seems like to me, God's wanting to say something. So we just quietly there in the restaurant started speaking in tongues to ourselves, praying in the spirit. And then up came these words and the spirit of God said to us that night, the further you go in the revival to go further in the revival, you must go further in the spirit. So see, we're wanting to go further in the revival, but we have to go further into these places in the spirit and Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs plays a role in that. We talk about praying in tongues, which we should, but that's not the totality of what's going to get us into these places that are available to us. Praise the Lord. Then Dad Hagen stated, we need to maintain this practice as a way of life. Now, this is, this is what God wants for us. I remember years ago, I was sensing that God was wanting me to, wanting some more advancement. I mean, in the sense of he always wants us to advance, but I, I could sense that there was an urgency and God was uh, really dealing with me about some things. And so I, I just, I just... I just took it this way. Well, I'm just going to spend more time praying in tongues, which I did. And that's appropriate. But God said to me, he said, after months and months of spending hours a day praying in the spirit, he says, you've missed what I'm trying to bring you into. I'm not just trying to bring you into more speaking in tongues. I'm trying to bring you into a life in the spirit. Because you can have, you can spend a lot of time praying in tongues and still not really conduct your life in the spirit. 
And he said, I'm trying to bring you into a life in the spirit. Now see, this is something in keeping with what Dad Hagen is saying. We need to maintain this practice, the practice of speaking psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs as a way of life, not just moments, not just times of it, but as a way of life. Amen. Yeah, amen. On one occasion... God said to me, this was years and years ago, he said, there is an arena of my will you will never get into without speaking in Psalms. Notice that. He said, there's an arena you will never get into. Why? Because Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs play one role and we can't substitute something else for the role they play. Speaking in tongues plays a role in our life. The prayer of faith plays a role. The prayer of supplication plays a role. The prayer of praise and worship. But none of them are substitute for the other. Well, likewise, nothing is going to substitute for Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And there there are certain things that can only be accessed through the Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And that's why he said, there's an arena of my will you'll never get into. That's good. Unless you take time to speak in Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Amen. So it's up to us. It's not up to the Holy Ghost to initiate it. It's up to, be, uh, up to us to be interested in it. Amen. Right. Amen. So Psalms, cha- excuse me, Ephesians chapter 5. Hmm. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 17. You know, verse 16 talks about buying up the time. Verse 17 says, wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So he's saying, if you don't understand what the will of the Lord is, you're unwise. Yes. Yes. Dad Hagen made this statement to, I don't know, Sister Pat Harrison, his daughter told us, so I don't know if he ever preached it. I don't remember hearing him say it, but she said that this is something that she asked him not long before he went home to be with the Lord. And he again reiterated it to her. And he said, every year I lay out everything I'm doing before the Lord. Everything I'm doing in my personal life, everything I'm doing in the ministry, and I lay it out before God and I ask him, is there something I'm not doing I should be doing? Is there something I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing? Is there something that I'm doing but I'm not doing enough of? Or is there something I'm doing and I need to do it but not so much of it? And he said, because if I don't understand what the will of the Lord is, I'm unwise. That's right. That's good. So we don't automatically assume, oh, I'm in the ministry or, oh, I'm serving in my local church. That is the will of the Lord, but we need to understand further than, than the generalities. And so it says, be, be ye, uh, wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Verse 18, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. Now, let me just help some people. (laughs) Wine will always end up in excess. Let me tell you that, let me tell you. When, when others say it's no big deal, let me tell you the big deal of it. It's a bondage. Jesus paid the price for you to be free from anything that binds you. 
And when you decide a little bit of drinking, a little bit of bondage. That's the big violation of it. And this is what Paul warned, don't again come under bondage when you've been set free. And it's, it's a disregard for the price he paid so you can be free that nothing binds you, nothing hinders you. Yes. When people say a little bit at, 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 at dinner won't drink, that's an unrenewed mind. Looking, looking for liberties that you think are liberties that really become bondages because you will end up in excess. Amen. And no, no alcoholic ever said, this stuff has just blessed my life. No, that's right. No alcoholic has said it. Amen. If they did, why do we have a, 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 Because people are trying to get free, not from something that blesses their life, but something that's a bondage. So don't even play. Don't be stupid with us. Don't be stupid. Young people, don't be stupid. And start playing word games with me. You should play word games. Verse 18, and be not drunk with wine. And really, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you're telling God you're not enough. The Holy Ghost is more than enough for a full life. The Word is more than enough for a full life. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the spirit. You cannot have the fullness of the spirit while you're, while you're taking in something of carnal that feeds the carnal side. Can't do it. But be filled with the spirit. So verse 17 says, understanding what the will of the Lord is. And verse 18 is telling us what it is. Be filled with the spirit. That's the will of the Lord. That is the will of the Lord for everyone. Because when you are full of the Spirit, the details of life come clear to you. The details you need for your daily life becomes clear when you're full. Remember what it says in Luke chapter 4, and it says, Jesus, being full, was led of the Spirit into the wilderness. It's easier to know the leading when you're full. So if the will of the Lord is be full, then we're always living in a place where we know the leading. Yes. Because fullness is the place of knowing the leading. Uh-huh. And then it tells, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And then he tells us how. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So there is... You can, you can feel, be filled with the Spirit, praying in tongues, well, speaking in tongues will do it, but this is another way of being filled. And if we don't utilize this, there is a fullness that can come that we're going to bypass if we don't employ psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always. For all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs is not you singing along with the group. That's right. This is a spirit flow. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Now, when it says again, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, which is be filled with the spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, then there are some aspects of God, God's will we can't understand without speaking right. in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And then we'll be unwise without that understanding. Uh-huh. And that's what God said to me when he said to me, there are arenas of my will you'll never get into unless you take time to speak in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Amen. Then Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. And verse 16. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So this word richly is a measure of how the word should be dwelling in us. Not just a, a, not just a whiff of the word, but a rich measure of the word. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So now it becomes something that's shared. And it moves and blesses the lives of others as it flows through us. So here, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs evidently hold teaching. They hold admonishing. Well, the definition of admonish is to advise, urge, or warn. So it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in Psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. So notice though, what precedes Psalms, hymns and spiritual songs in this verse, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Then what flows out of you will be a a help to others. Yeah. And the more richly the word dwells in us, these things can flow in a richer measure. The Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs will flow in a richer degree. Also, these things must be judged by the word because he said in all wisdom. And the word is the wisdom. So these things that flow out need to be judged by the word. That's right. Amen. So that means they, we don't draw these things out of the mental arena because that's not accurate or safe. We don't want to live with the thoughts of your mind. Amen. We draw these things out of our hearts, out of our spirits. Psalms are really the flow of prophecy. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 26, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse, excuse me, 26 and 31. I just want to read those two verses together. 1 Corinthians 14, 26 and verse 31 reads, how is it then brethren, when ye come together, every one of you hath a psalm. So notice, he's not talking to preachers. He's talking when every one of you come together. So he's referring that we should be so full that we're touching into this flow and we bring this flow with us. Every one of you hath a psalm, 
hath a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying, verse 31, for ye may all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be comforted. So Dad Hagen made this statement, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs is the gift of prophecy because it's inspired utterance. This is not something that came out of your mind. It's not something you learned, you know, out of a, off the radio. It is something that came as an inspiration of the spirit you're full of. Yeah. The word says that we should all prophesy. It's edifying. Now, this is Dad Hagen. It's edifying. It's true communication with God. It's divine speaking, and we should all do it. It's divine speaking. It's divine speaking, yeah. and we should all do it. Amen. Uh, tongues, your mind is unedified. Yeah. When you speak in tongues, it bypasses the mind. It does not employ the mind. Right. Only God is so brilliant, He uses you and bypasses you. Yes. Right. right. He's so brilliant, right? Praying out His plan through your own mouth and bypassing you, yes. bypassing your mind. But psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs will not bypass the mind. They will bring enlightenment to the mind. But all these things work by faith. <laughs> you have to have faith to step out into these things and to get into this flow. I, uh, I had a... An, a, a I think God allowed me to have a certain experience so he, so I could remove some limited thinking I had on some of this because I was kind of under the impression that if you pray in tongues long enough, just pray long, long enough. Listen, we should pray in tongues, making it a lifestyle. But I had this thing that you couldn't step into tongues, excuse me, into Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs until you had taken a big chunk of time praying in tongues. And one morning I got up and I started worshiping God. And when I did, all of a sudden up came a psalm. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just getting connected to your heart, getting connected to your spirit. So I had this thought though. I don't know where I got it. Nobody necessarily said it. It just came out of my own brilliance. <laughs> that I had to spend a certain amount of time speaking in tongues before that would even begin to bubble up. And, but I saw that as soon as I got my tongue hooked up to my spirit, that could... I could draw that up. Wow. That is good. So that we don't limit the flow of these things. Yeah. Amen. We definitely need to take time to pray in the Spirit, speak in tongues, so that we don't conjure something up with our minds. <laughs> now, I want to just read a few passages. Psalms chapter 32. Listen, we're going to need this flow for the last days. We're going to need it for our own personal lives. We're going to need it for when our congregations come together. Because here, I would dare to say, and even in our, own, in our own church, we don't see enough of what I read. When you all come together, everyone has a psalm. Everyone has a doctrine. Everyone, and Dad Hagen would call it believers meetings. Everybody's got something. Amen. So... Some, so much of the time we have the mindset of coming to church to get something instead of coming to church with something. Good. 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 
Psalms chapter 32 and verse 7 and 8. And I'm going to read out of the Amplified. So if you haven't Amplified, you just, you may want to reference that one. Psalms 32 verse 7 says, You are a hiding place for me. You, Lord, preserve me from trouble. Then he says how he preserves us from trouble. You surround me with songs. He's not talking about music that's on your radio or on your favorite worship CD. You surround me with songs that came up. They were my answer for the trouble I was facing. Then that's how he hides us in the light and revelation that is in those songs that they hide us from the trouble because we gain revelation of God's mind for us in that situation through these songs. You are a hiding place for me. You, Lord, preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs, or we could say psalms, and shouts of deliverance. So these songs that come up out of your spirit will reveal your deliverance. And you'll start shouting out the deliverance that you spoke out in a psalm. Verse 8, I, the Lord, will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. What? He's still talking about that one that's in trouble. The one that's in trouble, he says, if you'll have, have these songs coming up, then in the song, it will be the Lord's instruction to you. In the song, he will teach you in the way you should go, and I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Amen. So he watches over us Amen. as we employ these songs. These things bring our deliverance, and this is connected. We're going to need this kind of assist in days ahead. So while we're in the flow of psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, we will receive instruction, teaching, counsel that we need for that time of trouble. That's what this passage says. So if you find yourself needing clarity, take time to speak in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Take time to connect your tongue to your spirit. Get in the spirit. And then tap into this flow and instruction will come of what to do and you won't wear yourself out worrying at night trying to figure out your help that your mind doesn't know. This is in line with what we read in Ephesians 5, 17 and 19, understanding what the will of the Lord is through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Amen. I like what verse 7, it says that he will preserve us from trouble. Preserve us. How does he preserve us? Psalms. Songs that we sing that come out of our spirit. They hold revelation for us that directs us and it preserves us from what that trouble is trying to work against us. At a time of attack, we can stay hidden in his presence as we enter into this flow of. That's right. As we enter into this flow that's spoken of in Psalms here. Mm-hmm. Now notice, that's what he said. You are, my, you are a hiding place for me, Lord. I hide through turning my attention on you with the help of these songs. Amen. That's right. Amen. 
They'll hold us in the presence of God. Amen. Mindful of him instead of what's coming against us. And we know this in the presence of God, threats and strategies are deflected and lose sway. They just don't matter anymore. They can't get our attention because we had divine help in stepping into another, a deeper dimension of the spirit that became our place of safety and protection. Brother Hagen said this, these are his own words. Whenever the heat was turned on, when the enemy was attacking and I was under great pressure, I'd speak more in Psalms by the Holy, by the Holy Ghost. Sometimes I would stay up all night speaking to myself in Psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. Why? Because they were a rescue. They were a deliverance. That's what we read in Psalms that even you can quote, absolutely, we confess our victory, sure. but this gives you something to do with your mind yes. <laughs> at a time when your mind is being bombarded with pressure, right. then you can hook your tongue up to your spirit and those words minister to your thought life yeah. Amen. That's good. to keep your mind from imagining the worst, helping you cast down imaginations and bringing every into captivity because you picked up a divine divine thought that came to you through this flow of the Spirit. And it is a flow of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. I remember and I tell it to you again because I just, it just never gets old. Whenever uh, we were dealing with an issue with the city and the property, And we had gone back and forth. It had been 10 months that it took for us to complete the sale of this property. And I was, there were all kinds of threats that came to us about it, that they were going to take us to court and sue us if we didn't give them certain things. And you've heard some of the detail of it that I won't go into. And the final thing is that the city would not give them an approval without us signing off on something. And I wasn't going to sign off on it. I was not signing off on it because it would just mean transferring their problem to us. Mm-hmm. And the city said, well, if you would sign off on this, it would solve the problem. I said, you've not solved the problem. You transferred it. Right. And I don't owe somebody to, right. to take on their problem. That's right. And so basically it was at a standstill because I wouldn't sign it and the city wouldn't permit them without me signing it and I wasn't going to sign it. And so I got notice one night from their lawyer saying, we're going to the city tomorrow for a meeting in the morning and the city will demand that you sign this to us. And I thought, ain't no city demanding anything on my property. I don't know what, I don't know your lawyer words and you might know all the lawyer words, but I'm not stupid. I don't know all the legal terms. So I called Stephen, it's about 10.30 at night, and I called Brianna and I said, we're going to a city meeting in the morning. And we are uninvited, we aren't invited, but we're showing up. And we showed up. The meeting was about 10.30 that morning, but I got up early and I went out on my back patio and I started 
I laid out before God, this is what we're facing. The city has certain requirements. And I knew those requirements because we had to comply with those requirements to get this building built. But this, this property, these people that were buying the property were trying to complete their project without complying. And they wanted to use our compliance for their compliance, so to speak. And so without going into the long details of it, and then, so I went out and I told God what we were facing and I just began to pray in the spirit because I want to, I want to tap into his mind, not my mind. I already knew what was in my mind. (laughs) Yes. And so I uh, took off praying in the spirit. And then all of a sudden I realized this, my answer's in me. I'm going to draw this answer out. And I took off speaking in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. It just started coming up. And these psalms that came up, there were about three or four that I spoke in, one right after the other. And I noticed that there was one word common in all of them, and it was the word victory. Amen. The word victory was in every single psalm. So I go, "Uh uh-huh, God's already revealing the outcome of this to me. That is a flow of prophecy. It's a divinely inspired utterance that I was authorized to draw up at the point of my need. You have needs and you are authorized to draw up the direction and clarity. See, I knew the general will of God by his word. But I need to know the specific employment of this for my, for my situation. So I paid attention to the, the, the wording of these Psalms that came up and every single one of them made victory a central theme. And then when I realized that, now I know how this is going to turn out. I don't know how because now we're at a point that it was... I don't know, maybe about the eight-month period that the city had not budged. They said, we will not budge on what we're, we're asking these people to comply with. And if you don't sign it over, sign this document, they'll never comply. And this city doesn't have to budge. What's it mean to them? But I knew something had to change and it wasn't me. And... Uh, So all these multiple Psalms came out and then at the end of it, I had this sense, not a word from the Lord, but just this sense to dance. Why? Well, if I believe what these divinely inspired utterances are saying, I'm not going to sit and fret. I'm going to rejoice because I've already been shown the outcome and faith has to be demonstrated. Psalms only bless you if you believe them. If you're going to stay in the mental arena and argue with what's coming out of your spirit, you're not going to receive the instruction and the admonishment that you, you can obtain from these. So you have to believe these things when they come up. So I got up and I just started dancing right there on the back patio. I don't know if anybody could see me or not. I don't care. I got up dancing. And while I was dancing, God spoke to me and said, in the rejoicing power flows. 
in the rejoicing power in the rejoicing not after the rejoicing in the rejoicing so as long as we're in rejoicing that's how long power flows power didn't flow before the rejoicing he said in the rejoicing that's why rejoicing has to be a lifestyle with us because that's when power flows and the rejoicing power flows so I knew this thing was already dealt with on my end well we went into that meeting and it didn't look like it was dealt with and we had you know a very interesting conversation in that room and we walked in, the three of us walked in, and the city guy, the, the main city guy was very nice. He was very respectful and very, you know, he was just agreeable, very nice man. And, um, but he walked in and he saw three more people and they didn't have enough chairs. Mm-hmm. They go, oh, more people are here than we knew were coming. And I just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I wasn't gonna be misrepresented by somebody who had uh, factored us out. And I don't care that you are a lawyer. That's right. I have legal counsel myself. That's right. I have an advocate Amen. pleading my case. So we had this meeting and I guarantee you it went nowhere fast. Because basically they said if you would just sign this document agreeing to the things that they need to comply with their property, then it's resolved. And I said, no, it's not resolved, it's transferred. Their problem is transferred. And I just wouldn't do it. And so that that's, was the end of the meeting. So there's no need for us to stay. So Stephen and I get up and walk out and Brianna was with us and Stephen and I walk out and we think Brianna's behind us. Now, while we were in there, their lawyer was very respectful and very kind and very nice, but still not right and still working for his clients. I understand that, but I'm not your client. And so Stephen and I go out to the lobby. We think Brianna's behind us and we wait and we wait and we wait and she's not there and she's not there. And I said, go see where she's at. Maybe, I don't know. So he goes back in. And as soon as Stephen and I walked out, this lawyer started ranting on her and became a completely different creature. Well, the city people saw that. They saw that he looked like he was appropriate in the meeting, but they saw then what I had really been dealing with through all these months of threats because he had threatened time and time and time and time again but he goes in there and acts like he's being that that we're being unreasonable when when it was his threats that were uncalled for and I'm the seller I own the property I don't have to comply with you and so the city saw what kind of a person we had been dealing with all these months and one of the builders, I believe it was one of their contractors was in there and he said, why don't you do this? And he gave them one divine idea and the city agreed to it and the whole thing was resolved. It wasn't resolved while I was in there because God didn't need my argument. His power was working on our behalf and it looked like it went nowhere when we were in there. But after, after a few minutes, Stephen and Brianna and I came back to the office and it was seemingly even right where it was before the meeting. And so 
I think Stephen or Brianna had left something in the room and they went to go get it. They drove back down there. It's only like 10 minutes. They came back and they said, it's done. It's over with. I go, what's done and over with? Said the contractor came up with an idea that the city took and so it's resolved. Everything is handled. It wasn't resolved in the meeting that day. It was resolved that morning. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, the mind of the Lord was made known. And I danced in the resolve. What if I hadn't have done that? What if I hadn't have done that? I said, what if I hadn't have done that? How much has been lost? And what kind of difficulties we could have bypassed if we would have employed psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs because they are a deliverance in a time of trouble is what Psalm says. He surrounds us with songs because that's our deliverance. Praise the Lord. So good. This is so good. I said it is so good. Dad Hagen made this statement. He said, speaking or singing in Psalms by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit builds up your spirit like nothing else can do. Now see, this is spoken from a man who had years of experience. Speaking in, speaking in tongues edifies, but also so does Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And it edifies in a different capacity, a different way, evidently than tongues, because it's not a duplicate. It's an additional edification. Builds up your spirit like nothing else can do. It lifts you above the clouds of natural circumstances, right into the higher realms of supernatural peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what, let me read that again. That's so good, Dad Hagen. Speaking or singing in Psalms by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit builds up your spirit like nothing else can do. It lifts you above the clouds of natural circumstances right into the higher realms of supernatural peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. We need this for the revival. Yes, amen. In this revival we're in, we need this. Amen. And then Dad Hagen went on and would make this statement. He said, you can read through the book of Psalms and you can, the ones that David wrote and see what he was going through at that time because he used the Psalms to comfort and direct and assist him in those times of great battles and great difficulties. Psalms were given to him for his own special benefit. How do you think he was enabled to go out and face Goliath? Psalms already showed him. It's real good. He knew exactly what to do. He did not go out there going, hmm, not sure. He knew exactly what to do. He had been employing. He was learning this flow as a young man. That's good. Why he had time not being a shepherd. Amen. Amen. David was a psalmist. That doesn't just mean he wrote songs. It means these were songs of the spirit authored by heaven and he tapped into the flow and that flow changed his life. It qualified him. It was one of the qualifying things that set him on the throne. Praise God. He walked in a place of fellowship with God, communing with God from his spirit, and the Psalms came out of that place of communion. 
I remember years ago I had a dream and in the dream I saw a huge notebook sitting on a grand piano and it was probably, I don't know, about four to six inches thick. And it was, all, and I knew in the dream what it was, it was all original songs. And the Spirit of God said to me, these are songs of the Spirit. You don't have to write them. They have already been authored. All you have to do is get in the Spirit and hear what has already been authored. Wow. Oh, that's good. That's what psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs are, songs of heaven that have already authored and carry revelation for us. We're not authoring them. Our spirit is tapping into that flow. Amen. Praise the Lord. James chapter 5. James chapter 5. In light of what we read in Psalm 32 about songs of deliverance that will encompass us in a time of difficulty, right? James chapter 5 and verse 13. And we, we're acquainted with this verse. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Who? The afflicted one. So then it goes as any Mary, let him sing Psalms, not sing songs, sing psalms. Now, there's several ways you can look at this passage and I think still be correct. One thing I, I see when I see this is any among you afflicted, let him pray. The one, the word afflicted is not sickness and disease. It means going through a test or trial. Is any of you going through a test or trial? Let him pray. But how unfitting that you're going through a test or trial and you call someone else to pray. That's off this verse. This verse says that the one going through the test is the one that's to do the praying. And then you can kind of compare it to the next verse. That next, next phrase that says, is any Mary, let him sing psalms. So you don't, you don't, let's say you've been believing God for $10,000 for a particular need and $10,000 come in and you come up all sad looking and you walk up to, you know, you know, a fellow Christian in the church and say, I'm so happy. Can you sing for me? <laughs> That's laughable, right? When we're married, we don't ask someone else to do our singing. So why when we're faced with a test and trial, do we ask someone else to do our praying? Right, right. Oh, that's good. To me, those are comparison phrases that can be compared and show the importance of you doing your own. Right. You do your own praying, you do your own worshiping, you do your own psalms. Yes. Yes. Amen. Very good. Yeah. Then we could connect these two phrases. If you're, are you, are you afflicted? Then let him pray. And then step into the flow of Psalms. Yeah. Once you pray, you should get Mary. Yeah. Because you, be, you pray believing. You should get Mary. Yeah. Because if you're believing when you pray, you're not burdened now. That's lifted off of you. You're light now. Because you prayed and you released that into the hands of the Lord or you released your faith and now you can be Mary. Why? Because you have cast that over on the Lord. You have employed his help through your believing prayer. Now, now you can sing Psalms. 
And when you see Psalms, now you're going to te- now you're going to step into what His prescription is for you in that test and trial. So it all seems to cycle around in this verse that one thing feeds another. If you're going through a test or trial, don't just pray, but get into the Mary of believing, the Mary heart of believing. And then tap into, yield to that flow of psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, and up will float your answer through the songs of what you need to do and know about that test and trial you're facing. And who's to do it? Him. Not pastor. Him that's doing, that's faced with this. Amen. This verse prescribes us our help when we're going through a test or trial. And the thing is, if we're not, if we don't know this, then we, we've late, we need to stir up, stir ourselves up. We need to be interested enough to take the time to get into this flow of the spirit. Because let me tell you, operating out of the mind will take time. Clean up time. (laughs) You know, damage control. Time because you figured out your help and you went and employed it and it wasn't your help. Now you got to backtrack and lost money, lost all kinds of things. Doing this doesn't take near as much time as recovering from your mental reasonings. Wow. Praise the Lord. So this. James 5.13 is not fulfilled through turning on your favorite pop worship CD and start singing your favorite Christian song. That's not it at all. These things are hot off the wire from heaven. Amen. Because by singing psalms, you get into a flow of prophecy, which brings you revelation. So that you get clarity and answers for what you're facing. Amen. The choir can't do this for you. (laughs) And when Psalms are listed as an avenue of help, it would benefit us to take that avenue. If we neglect this avenue, we, we neglect the help that is to come to our lives through that avenue. As we said, Dad Hagen stated, you need to maintain this practice as a way of life. But when the light of it is almost lost is what God said to me. And that was what? My goodness, 2006. That's 14 years ago. How much, of, how much more has been lost, right? Psalm 95. Let's go to Psalm 95 in verse 1. Psalm 95 verse 1. Are you getting any help out of this? These are not separate random sermons from the previous. This is all part of what's going to need to be addressed and emphasized for this era. Right, right. Yeah. Psalms 95 verse 1. Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. 
Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. So he's saying he even wants to be worshiped with divine utterance, not just mental utterance. Not just a human written song. He wants to be worshiped. We come to him with uh, a flow of prophecy, divine utterances coming out of our mouth in worship, which is a whole nother degree of worship, which is going to get us into a whole nother realm of the spirit. Amen. Good. Verse one speaks of singing, doesn't it? Let us sing unto the Lord. Verse two speaks of Psalms. He makes a distinction between the two. There's a difference between just singing and a difference between Psalms. You start with singing, you end up with Psalms. And then Psalms 105. Psalms 105 and verse one. You say, well, these are Old Testament passages. Yeah, but did you already read with us in Ephesians 5? And in Colossians 3? I don't want Old Testament saints to know, have a knowledge that the new church, the New Testament church has laid down. They had a knowledge of this. Amen. Psalms 105 and verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Verse two, sing unto him. Then he's telling us what kind of singing, sing psalms. Don't just sing, sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. How are you going to do that? Through the psalm. So psalms, you'll start rehearsing the works of God and what you talk about is what will flow. God said to my husband just maybe six months before he went home to be with the Lord, he said, talk more, tell more about those angels that paid off your church building, because if you'll talk more about it, they'll do more of it. So when he went home to be with the Lord, I picked that up. And so I will talk about that because I need them to do more of that. Well, notice here that when we're speaking in Psalms, which is divinely inspired utterances, what's going to come out is talking about the wondrous works of God. Why? Because when you start rehearsing them, God repeats them. What we rehearse, God repeats. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't know about you, but I see I need this. Don't we need this? Amen. We need the skill of this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's put a demand on our own spiritual life that this is not something that we're going to put on the back burner, but we need this. And how much we need this Two, we need to practice this before big needs show up so that we already know this ground. We're acquainted with this flow. Amen. Stand with me to your feet. So grateful for the word. God said to me, there is an arena of my will you will never get into unless you, you can't just confess your way into the will of God. It It might have a, it might play a role. It's good to confess. I carry out the will of God, but you're going to have to do something more than confess it. We have to have some developing of some things spiritually. So he said to me, there is an arena of my will 
you will never get into unless you take time to speak in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So these are not just optional things that are, that are confined and limited to a worship service at the church. This is part of our devotional life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the light of these things. We thank you for the light. We purpose to honor what the Spirit of God gave through Dad Hagen regarding psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We will not let that light be lost. And we will not relegate that flow to a minister. But it's part of our daily fellowship with you, Father. It's part of our devotional life. And we give you thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Let's worship him in the spirit. Ampacha, ampacha, so oso riada baka yana mende riada baka kaye de besikiye. Manja riada bakoria sakaye. Masha kaye. This divine means whereby we don't have to go through life wondering what should I do? What direction should I take? What step should I make? What decision should I have? What decision should I make? But drawing on the greater one on the inside because he has the mind of God for your future. Draw on that. Draw on that. And it will flow up and water your life. It will water the victory that has been made yours and it will rise up and bloom. And it will drive back the darkness of the oppression and the pressure that comes against the mind. And you are authorized to say, nevermore will I be in that place. Nevermore will I be under oppression. Nevermore will I be under depression. Nevermore will I be under the weight and the burden of an attack or a circumstance. Nevermore, because evermore I have been raised. Evermore, I have been put in a place of victory and I flow and I cooperate with that place of victory for it is mine evermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 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 Remember what Paul said, we should all prophesy. We should all prophesy, not publicly, but privately. There are some that God may use for a public setting, but he's talking about privately. You should all be, we should all be doing this. Amen. 
what we're going to face is going to call for this flow. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Don't ever again allow the words to come out of your mouth, I don't know what to do. Never again allow those words that would sabotage the flow of victory that's on the inside of you. But you do know what to do. You know, draw up, draw up, draw up that which you stir up. And as you do, you will always know what to do. So always make it part of your conversation. I always know what to do. I always know what to do. Not because I have figured it out, but because I have spoken it out. Amen. Or I have sang it out. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Pastor Amy, you come up and just flow with what's in you. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Tired and weary, downcast and sad, that's a resemblance of the life that I had. <laughs> Now in your spirit, I can worship and praise. I can get in your presence and receive from your face. So I worship you. I thank you, Lord, for the answers you have. I thank you for what's in me. I draw from your plan and I'll see all you have and I'll know what you want because I know how to go to your throne. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now doesn't that encourage you? Amen. Doesn't that water in you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We worship you, Father. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Pastor Lakedic, just come up here and just follow what's in your spirit. <laughs> just whatever you have. Yeah. I normally sing, but I don't have a pretty voice. <laughs> ha, ha, he. To him do I sing. Ha, 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 to him do I praise. The more I sing... 
the more I see. The more I praise, the more I raise. So every day in every way, I sing and I praise. And every day and every day, I see the glory of God in all my ways. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we encourage you, practice this. I said we encourage you, practice. And the more you practice, the greater the flow. Amen. Don't look up here because he wants worship from here. And you want to remember what it says in Ephesians. Uh, It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. And there, that's not the wisdom from here. That's the wisdom that he gives. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And I tell you what, you'll, you'll find direction for your life in that, in that flow. Amen. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Father. 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 In fact, you can just do it right now, right where you're at. Hook your tongue up to your spirit and just begin to speak out. You say, well, it doesn't rhyme or sound as as much of a flow as what Pastor Amy did or Pastor Kate. Don't worry about that. Just flow. Just step in and just begin to flow. Don't try to make it sound like what you think it ought to sound like. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. 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 Hallelujah. 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 You know, you can do this. Dad Hagen said he would do it nearly all night long when he's going through something. But you can do it as you're falling off to sleep at night. You know, if if you're having troubles with your mind being harassed and stuff and you're having difficulty sleeping, you can enter into what Psalm 32 talked about. 
that you're hidden in his presence encompassed and surrounded with songs. Amen. And I just encourage you uh, get whether you get the CD, the DVD or whether you watch this online watch this repeatedly. Like every week or something for a while just to because I refuse for us to have the light lost. When there's no, there's no need to lose it. We need this. Our lives need it. Our local church needs it. And as Colossians 3 told us, that we should be admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Amen. And if we're not having that flow, we're robbing the body of what it needs. I'm talking about the body, our local body needs these things. Amen. Under the, under the instruction and guidance of a pastor too, but I'm just saying it's for us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I, I, I encourage you, watch this or listen to this periodically, not like once a year. But I'm, especially as it's watering something in you until it starts springing up and blooming in your life. Just keep it flowing. I don't want to really, because one day we'll, Dad Hagen was our spiritual father and I don't want to, I don't want to stand before him and say, well, we lost that. I know you taught us, oh, you taught us over and over on that, but we just lost that. That, that's not an honor to what's been put in us. Amen. But not only that, the word, the word instructs us in these things. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And y'all have anything else in, in line with this at all? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. I said, the Lord is good. I said, the Lord is good. I, I love that's really in keeping with this. I think one of the people that is really such an example in this is Pastor Keith Moore. He would step into it in a way, um, well, and even he would just get songs that would help mm, be the bookend to a, a service of Dad Hagen's, you know? And he said this, he said, if you will listen, come on, Brother Trevor. If he, Brother Keith said, if you will listen, there's a song in every sermon. And he would get up and he would do that song. But he was so, I, I, I would dissect how the Holy Ghost would give it to him. And he would give him a verse, then he would give him a chorus. And they weren't wordy, they weren't long, they were... You know, they were just short, catchy phrases that summed up. And then he might throw another verse in. And then he always gave the people something to hook onto that would admonish the people in the sermon they just heard. It would encourage them and they would walk out singing it. I mean, Dad Hagen would say a phrase and Keith Moore would hear it. And he'd know that that's what the Spirit's emphasizing in this sermon. And he would throw it yeah. into a melody. And it wasn't a hard melody. It wasn't a weird melody that the ear couldn't follow. It was something simple so that everybody could hook on, not just a musician. He wasn't trying to impress people with fancy melody lines or big interval jumps, you know, that nobody can do. Right. 
or if they do do, people wish they didn't do. And I, I, I just watched how he built these things so that people could take it away and it would drive something home. But anyway, praise the Lord. Go ahead, brother. Praise the Lord. A higher place is waiting. A higher place in you. Now back again to that. A higher place is waiting. A higher place in you. Then of course, take us through the door into more. We Take us through the door. Take us through the door. Into more. We ask you. We ask you. Take us through the door. Take us through the door. Into more. Into more. We ask you. Time take us, take us through the door into more, into more. We ask you, we ask you, take us through the door into more, Spirit of the time to the verse a higher place yeah a higher place is waiting a higher place tell him in you in you a higher place a higher place is waiting a higher place a higher place in you, in you. Take us through the door. Take us through the door into more, into more. We ask you, oh Lord, we ask you. Take us through the door. <laughs> us through 
You know, heaven's full of songs. Heaven's full of singing. And it's not something that man thought up. It's something given by the Spirit. Amen. And we can have that flow before we go there. We can live there before we go there. Amen. Are you helped tonight? Praise. It's for us. It's for us. Let's not cheat ourselves. Let's not rob ourselves of this divine flow that brings divine help. And if there was one sermon, this is the one God woke me up and gave me weeks ago, which shows that there was a very, just an emphasis with it, I believe. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we glorify, we glorify, we glorify. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Mashtakarya da bote shikikie. Mosoria namasandarya sokoria da peshtikikie. Manchakarya to sochiki. Is it de 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 kikia? Manja da boko kokoye. I say this by the Spirit of God, not just an encouragement, but I'm saying this by the Spirit of God is so many times we're praying about things that the answer is waiting for the taking of these kinds of flows. And we're not understanding what the will of the Lord is in a situation simply because we have not employed this flow and how many answers lay unaccessed that were available to us. And I'm just saying it by the Spirit. It's not about praying and getting God to give something. It's about us stepping into what He's already offered us and made ours and and benefiting from that flow and taking hold of things. Amen. Taking hold of the revelation, taking hold of the instruction that comes through this divine flow. Want to fulfill all of God's will, but it's going to, for all of us, require us and invites us into this higher flow. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I'll finish with this of what Dad Hagen stated. We're going to move into a place of spirituality. We haven't been before. Now he's talking about the body. But for the body to go there individually, we need to go there. But the way we're going to get there is to learn to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs communing with God in your spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. So how about two how about in 2021, we don't leave this flow out or diminish it or put it on the back burner. Let's bring it to the front burner. I think it's so fitting that this is the first of the year and God helps us be mindful of these things at the beginning so that we employ them for what this year is going to hold for us. Amen. Hallelujah. We need this for the last day era. We need this. And one day we'll get to stand in front of Dad Hagen. Yes, in front of Jesus, but we'll be able to say, Dad Hagen, thank you for being obedient to bring us that. We didn't let it go. 
we needed that and you were an example he's an example of a to us in that and I tell you what I've never heard any other minister bring it bring that life I've never heard any other minister unless they just retaught like I did what dad Hagen say I'm just saying I never heard a leading minister ever bring out this flow why this is a this is this comes from living and walking with God in a, in a particular place well praise the Lord Praise the Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We say we will not let the light be lost. We will not. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I just want to be certain we don't miss something here. Amen. I don't know. I just got a bit of a hesitancy about closing it down. I just want to make sure that we receive what he has everything for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Any any of y'all up here up front, you got anything particular? Come on, Brother Ike. Pastor Ike. As we were worshiping, the Spirit of God showed me again that somebody's organ that hadn't been in place it's shifting right back into place. Shifting right back into place. And if you will acknowledge that, lift your hands before you sleep tonight, it will already be in place and the flow will open up in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You say, well, why do you call out a word of knowledge? Because remember what's what Brother Hagen said. It's a tongues. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, spirit of seeing and knowing, power gifts. Amen. Praise the Lord. So this is where it leads. It leads us somewhere. It doesn't just take us off and drop us somewhere. It leads us somewhere. Hallelujah. Thank you for that, Pastor Ike. Anybody in here you say that? I, I recognize that that fits my situation. It could even be live stream, but there's somebody here that somebody's pointing Right over here, the love? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We join our faith with you. Hallelujah. I love that. Before you even go to sleep, you'll recognize that that has been adjusted. Praise the Lord. People watching by live stream can grab hold of that for themselves. Just You notice that when, when God gave that to Pastor Ike, God didn't put a name on it. Doesn't he know who received it? Yes, but he's not limiting it. And if he puts a name on it, then he limits it to the people with that name. But God, God, most of the time is not going to put limitations on it. It's available to faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.